Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to 2021. This is Survival Kit for the Mental with your host, San Canessa, squeezing your mind and gut tightly from somewhere in the Southwest and mostly in the Americas. This year, I'm going to be tuning in with different folks that are practitioners, therapists, thinkers, feelers, lawyers, mappers, painters, and all sorts of other kinds in which we'll get to share and explore around our mental health and our diagnosis and our practices and tools that have led us to endure different states of mind and different predispositions and conditions. So I hope this finds somewhat of a fruitful turn and coin for you and that the tools that we discover together in this podcast come to serve you in your own path. So as always, may you have the courage to change and play and doubt everything. I am a someone of a bipolar, queer, neurodiverse advocate, peer wellness specialist in pursuit of variance in dialogue and forms of communicating and discussing our mentals and what sometimes can keep us up at night. So be there as it may. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Happy Sunday. Tuning in from Sydney, Australia, we have Ariel Erglis today in Shopping House with us this Sunday. It is 6 a.m. time for him and around noon for me, so I'm on my second cup of coffee and he's kindly in his first. I'm so grateful to share this space with him today in pursuit to create more health literacy from peer perspectives, joining forces, forces, and solidarity to share our stories so those specifically in this case bipolar folks can have other stories and people to relate to or source more information from. So maybe this will help, maybe it won't, but I thank you for your time. So here we go. Just to say that we met, you know, randomly through a friend we had in common whom I met in an airplane. So I'm really grateful one yeah. time I visited Melbourne. So please. Air, airplanes, <laughs> you remember those things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I was talking to my wife about that and saying how I know you and why I was sort of chatting to you late last night before bed. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how this sort of serendipity is. And um, that's an aspect of my illness that, you know, the medical model doesn't really look at, which is the spirituality of, of um, what it's like, the, the actual experience of going through a mental health issue and i mean that's the same with any sort of difficult situation or 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 um not even difficult though sometimes um profound um situation where um it, it's an intense situation and 
you have your own personal feelings about it and your own um, the grain and the grit and the the, the, the sensation of it. And um, I think you know the medical monocle doesn't doesn't really deal with that terribly well. It doesn't sort of it's not able it's that's sort of more qualitative and um you know you don't have a lot of people that really in you know doctors or nurses or or psychologists that sort of um they look at symptoms they look at um you know the analytical side but Mm -hmm. to give meaning to an experience is you know it's very personal and um to have an ability to share that with other people is very very uh, important and um, for people to understand what it means, particularly people who have not had mental illness, um, when you can do that, when you can share that, that can be quite um, transformational. And, um, you know, um, people that you meet uh, on <laughs> through people on aeroplanes, you know, can be quite useful to to share those experiences and, and to, to give meaning and validate those experiences. And, I mean, when you have bipolar or, you know, uh, you know, experiences that um, where you you lose sight of reality and you see things, the world in a very different way. Um, it's it can be scary. It can be it can be you know can be uh, like seeing um, something in the world that is is absolutely incredible, and it's. It's so important to have those feelings validated and to to be able to speak about them. And if in in your in your project in this this um, in this uh, part of your project to to connect people and to connect the experience of of um, people who have had mental illness, um, it's it's good to be able to share that. Um, and to be to have people be able to to give this experience and, and to to pass it on to people who may be just starting to go through this process and go through this um, this um, this life um, and to be able to say hey actually I, I connect with that and I, I, I feel like that that has some merit for me to understand myself or, or oh maybe that might sort of maybe maybe it's not even conscious but maybe they might see something that might have an impact later in their their experience in their you know in their mental health and and then that might give them some hope or some uh, ability to get through what they're going through or to give them some joy or peace or or you know you know even this humor just you know funniness and um to be able to 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 say, oh, you know, that was that was kind of funny and bizarre, and uh, you know, and and not to feel shame or guilt, or you know, to to, to say, well, this is what happened because um, that's what happens when you're unwell, and that's you know, and it, you know, it's it's perfectly normal, and you know, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and, and, and I appreciate that 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 is what you're doing in your project, and uh, for me, what I want to do is is to do something similar. And I think this whole idea of um, peer support and um, having clinicians with lived experiences is quite a, an exciting um, development. And I think it's quite a, a, a sort of um, profound development in, in treatment of mental health and mental 
mental health issues um because you know it gives it gives more more power to to the, the lived experience and in um what it means to be uh to, to have a mental illness no and you know it makes me think of how like especially in the last two years that i've found a lot more balance for myself more like being able to keep to my commitments and kind of live yeah. my life more stably for lack of a better yeah, yeah. word it's been interesting in the moments that it's not that great how having access to to a conversation or someone mentioning hey that's normal you know these are your cycles this is to be expected you know, and not be just shocked every time by these unknowns and these kind of, you know, I guess it's also like part of getting to know yourself, but getting to know yourself within the right content, because you can't compare yourself to other people. If not, I did that for a long time. And that shit just was hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, for a long time, like when I was younger, and even up until recently, I sort of didn't um, look my experience on its on its own, um, and instead of like drawing from what it is to like to look relative relativistically about what life is, instead of looking at um, you know the sort of uh, how other people are, and, and not really taking into account the nature of um, how. Uh, difficult it is to live with a mental illness and uh, how how it changes and it's it's you know it's not just the um, there's also like sort of comorbidities comorbidities and and other issues that may not necessarily be um, as a result of the the mental illness but they compound and multiply the difficulties that um, people face Um, you know other things like um, attention deficits and, and mm-hmm. you know, um, just uh, um, the way that you know, neurot- you know, neurotypical and non-neurotypical and, and, and all that sort of stuff. It, it's, it's um, you know, you, you, te- you really have to look at things um, based on your own perspective and what the looking at the best that you can get out of yourself and, and not punishing yourself or, or, um, or expecting yourself to be, um, something that is not, um, that is not reasonable to ask of yourself, to, to be kind and to be, um, to give yourself the credit and, and, um, and to, to know and to recognize when you have achieved something, uh, and to, to appreciate it rather than, Sort of saying, oh, this is what I should have. You know, it's easy to, to say, oh, I should be this, I should do that. Whereas, you know, looking at what you can do and what is good for you to do and what is enough, you know. Yeah, and that what is what is enough specifically? Because as you were sharing, I was thinking, making a very big assumption, right? That let's say people who identify as bipolar, and I what yeah. I've noticed with myself is that my and and kind of working with my standards of what achievements should be and kind of accepting what they are has been so good for me, you know, because I had kind of these fantastical ideas 
of how my yeah. life should be, right? And kind of like that simplification and really letting go of, and still it haunts me at times. I'm like, but you could have everything. You know, what does that mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really difficult thing too with bipolar is that um, going back to the spiritual dimension, um, when you have bipolar and you are going through um, some times of really uh, intense feelings and experiences and perceptions, you may see things so clearly and you might see things so amazingly and incredibly and, and things might be super real for you. And you may not have the opportunity or the ability to be able to capture that and to be able to have those ideas put into some sort of meaningful way. And that, that can be really hard. Um, and it can kind of be a really, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I'm loath to say dangerous, but it can be very difficult because, you know, you want everyone to know about these feelings and it, it's just, it, 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 it makes it very um, easy to be in a position where you're not, um, you know, knowing what is enough and, you, you know, it's sort of, um, particularly when you're high and um, you want the world to, to feel what you're feeling. And like, you know, I know you're, you're an artist and you, you, um, you have a very high standard of, of your art. And uh, I, I mean, I don't know about your, your experience with bipolar, but um, for me, like I found it very stressful um, when I was, when I, I don't really make art these days, but when I was making art, I used to get really frustrated because it, it never lived up to the to the feelings that I was having, and that you know um, that was quite frustrating. And um, and and you know, it goes back again. Like this is a sort of this is how my brain works. My sort of I work in I go around in sort of tangents and in circles, and and going back to this idea of communication of of. Um, the experience of bipolar and the communication of um, what it, what it's like to to live in this world for people that have bipolar uh, as a community um, and for other people that have, don't have that experience, it's um, it, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. You want to, you want to be able to, um, you want to be able to share the experience, but it's it's to get it, it's 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 very difficult. It's very, it's not easy to 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 give that feeling to give. And I mean. I mean, I feel like it's beyond the feeling because we, this is, I had this psychiatrist once who was trying to explain to me what it was to be bipolar, which was kind of funny, but he was like, you know, people take drugs to get high. You just get high, you know, and if you take drugs, you get even more high. So it's like they're limited, they're like, um, points of euphoric encounters, you know, neurochemically, 
that a lot of people don't reach unless really altered by substances. So it's, I think, very hard to say it in words and um, not to kind of go on the kick of why bipolars are better because they feel more, but just like on the side of um, what, what, like in your journey, when or what really assisted your integration? Um, that's a, that's a hard one. Cause like up until recently, um, like I haven't really had a good, um, good, uh, sort of, I, I've not really ha- handled my illness that well, to be honest. Um, I've mm-hmm. dealt with it. Okay. Um, because of my, um, ability to accept it and to live, you know, without pushing myself to the edge. Um, I, I try to do the best that I can, but, um, I've always like found sort of routine and, and, um, sort of looking after my health, physical health and mental health, it's been quite difficult because uh, I mean, I, I'm a very disorganized thinker. Um, I, I, I find sort of keeping on track of things really hard, like, um, like, you know, time and, you know, being in the the right time in the right place, you know, I, I sort of, and I, I sort of have um, uh, memory issues and, and um, attention issues and all that sort of stuff. So, I, you know, it's it's kind of been hard for me to keep a regular um, sort of um, track of, of my illness. Like, I try the best I can with medication. It's only been within the last few years that I've really started to understand how to use medication and how to um, uh, use routine to uh, really make some good inroads on my mental health. And I think that's partly to do with, um, you know, I, I started doing Kung Fu like uh, in 2013 and that really, really helped um, uh, uh, help me to be able to learn how to relax very, very effectively mm. uh, in any situation. Uh, and then I used that to, um, to find my wife and, and um, have, a, have a good uh, uh, relationship that was stable. And that helped me to get on top of my medication. And, and I've also found a doctor, uh, psychiatrist, and um, the clinic that I go to, the, you know, it's a multidisciplinary team. And... Awesome. Um, I found I found that um, they've been the best help um, in terms of the medical medical model that I've had. Um, I mean, I've had I've had you know nice, well-meaning doctors that have probably got good training, but not really much continuity of care. Um, that's one really big issue I would say to anyone who's um, new to uh, diagnosis is find the right doctor for you and get continuity of care. Um, to, to find the right doctor, you might need to f- sort of seek out a few different doctors, which is hard when you've got a mental illness and it affects your work and, you know, you might not have the money to do that, but, you know, there's ways around that. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. that's a sort of side thing, but, uh, I've, yeah, I found the right doctor and that's been like the last three or four years I've not had any real like I've continued to work for the last three years full time and that's been sort of almost 
um, an impossibility for me to do um, in my life. Like, I, you know, the longest before that I'd worked for full time was maybe less than a year. Um, and I have a son now, which is um, very stressful. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of quite a bit of um, credit to me because... Um, I mean, he was born in 2019 and um, we sort of, um, we, we went through a whole year pretty much of, of um, COVID, um, you know, at times we, you know, like for, for most of the year we did all of the work by ourselves without any sort of help and we both worked full time and, um, you know, for a, a while my wife was taking my son to, to work with her and, Wow. Um, you know, it's a lot of stress involved in that and you know we've sort of done pretty good considering I mean um, yeah and in it's... those situations let's say how do you keep it together because see I have a dog and at times and I got a dog this quarantine a puppy yeah. and at times mm. I've been like what the fuck did I do to myself yeah. <laughs> you know and yeah. of course I love the dog and it's not a kid but, you know, it's like I am just in, it's interesting, like in those I found this this very juicy because, you know, in those moments that prolonged day after day that you are yes. kind of just pushed down, like what tool or what helps you kind of just get up and take your breath? Well, that's a, I was um, this is good that it's come up, but the thing is that mental illness and and like working with a mental illness is like any other problem not that it's a problem as a moral thing like as a as a challenge as a uh as a task that can be um mastered or 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 um at least not even mastered that can be um you can put your analytical mind towards and that's one um tool that i would suggest is you know, among many tools, is the ability to look at the mental illness and how it is and put it in terms of um, like a, if, as if you were a, 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 a rational, neutral scientist and you're just observing it and you're observing it uh, and you're then after observing it, you take some kind of uh, course of action and then you observe the action and then you you know continue that it's sort of uh, like a semi-scientific um method like um and but doing it without passion um doing it without you know doing it with a a, a, a neutral sort of and, and and i mean you can enjoy the results um you know whether the, what action you take, whether you, whether it worked or not, you can enjoy the results as a scientist would would find fascinating. But the actual process itself, to be neutral and say, okay, this is what happened um, neutrally. This is what I'm going to try, and and then you document what happened, and then you you reformulate, and you in in and, and that's I mean that's the you know how you that's how you solve any kind of problem but um to but see i love that because that's your mind yeah it's it's um um and it's it's just a sort of 
continuous improvement. They, this is what they call in business is continuous improvement, or or maybe in in like um, like what I learned in social work is this, you know critical reflection. Um, you take a course of action and you reflect on it and you you postulate further uh, lines of inquiry inquiry or action and and it feeds back into itself it's a feedback loop um, but to instead of like reacting to it um, in a in a sort of um, uh, how would I say like, like you know, emotionally um, like I mean sure it, it can be frustrating when things happen but do you but separate to be, it to be excited to be excited by oh look you know, this is what's happening and I don't know what to do about it. So how are we going to solve this? Like, you know, it's, it's different from like, oh, fuck, you know, this is pissing me off. I'm tired. I'm grumpy. I'm, I'm hungry. And this, you know, he's doing this again. Instead of that and saying, well, what, what is he actually doing and what does it mean? And, and you know, how – and generally, like, it's sort of like with a child, it's, it's, it's fairly – you know, it's it's fairly like you can do a lot of things without um, things um, going wrong. You know, you can try lots of different things, and and when it works, it's super like uh, super rewarding um, for the mind and the body. When when something works, it's like the the brain is or hardwired, I would say, for that kind of um, you know when you when you connect with your child. In that way, it's it's. I, I would guarantee, and I would guarantee for for like a dog or uh, for another, you know, for a partner when you when you work out how to go about resolving some kind of um, sort of stuckness, but, and within yourself, I guess too. Like, and it you know it goes back to what I was saying about um, my medication issues, and and you know, finally working out how to. I mean, it took me years, many, many years to do that. Um, yeah, I was taking medication, but it wasn't working because I wasn't taking it correctly and I wasn't, you know, being consistent, wasn't eating well, I wasn't looking after my right. sleep. But see, you know, mean, like what you're that, saying, in like in, even in the kind of, because I think you, in, you like by sharing your process, I can see how your mind works, right? There's a certain level of extreme practicality and like science oriented identification and i feel like even like as as sharing this as a tool for people there's a few things that come up for me which are first of all truly separating yourself from your behavior in order to understand what's happening takes a long time you know to really see you know that this is not necessarily to call it illness but that this is kind of your neurological conditioning that, you know, at times, like you say, it's like a training, right? You have to, you know, know like what behaviors to cut out regardless of the desire and the pulse of, you know, your neurology in that time until you create new neurological pathways or it's easier over time to not follow those pulses as much as you would before whether it's negative thinking, whether it's kind of like psychotic stuff, whether it's like superiority feelings, whether it's deep depression, you know, like one thing I've recognized is over the years, I get less depressed because I don't feed yeah. into it. 
Yeah. And and I also burn out a little faster from my high pumping times, you know, like Yeah, yeah. And I try to enjoy it, you know, and I'm like, but I see how I sleep a little less and you know, I'm a little I can never sit or really spend that much time yeah. with anyone. So it's interesting because like all these this it takes and I wonder maybe if people had different information or or support yeah. Like they could figure it out earlier, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's part of the developmental kind of stage of what it is to understand your own neurology as different than others. I think you know, with this technology, um, you know, like things like Zoom. I think something could be, you know, it could be good to have, you know, people just having like an encounter group um on online and just say you know look you know this is my experience and you know people validating the experience and sharing ideas and sharing knowledge um i mean um, counter encounter groups exist for for bipolar um um, you know i i know of some um uh i mean you'd need sort of skilled um convener but uh, that's just a side um but what I was going to say was like, um, yeah, that's 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 what I was what I was um, trying to get at. Um, to be much sort of more simple, I'd say it's just um, being reflective of of the things that you do. To say, to sit back and say, okay, I did this, 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 and this. Um, these things. Over time, I've observed them and they don't seem to work or they're not helpful or they're not useful. I'm going to try something new and then observe that. And that's, that's you know, uh, having the ability to look at one's own actions and to do so in a way that is, um, is neutral and is um, based on um, uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, like objective. Like to say, to, to be really honest with yourself and say, okay, this thing that I did, um, it's not working. It's not, it's not helpful. Um, even if it's painful to say it uh, to yourself, mm-hmm. um, that's, if you can, if you can, um, if, if, if someone can get that skill, I think that is a, a, a good skill to have, um, for improving their situation, even if it doesn't improve the mental illness or how it presents itself, it might um, make it easier to deal with the mental illness, like to be able to say, okay, there's not much I can do about it, but I can, um, because, you know. Like um, evaluate your habits. Sort of goes, yeah, but, mm-hmm. but it also, like it goes back to what I was saying about the, the experience, what you feel and what you see in your 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 um, sensory um, experience of, of the mental illness is that even if you can't change um, what happens, you can change how you relate to it. You can change how you, you, um, you understand it and you absorb it and you, you, um, you are in that moment. And that changes everything. Like your intentionality... Um, it, it certainly changes everything, I, I think. Like, it might not change the facts, um, you're unwell, but 
it changes the how how it's coloured, how it how it um, how you remember it, how you how it uh, affects your life. Um, and it's the same with any illness, I, I would imagine. Um, your your ability to accept and to um, to appreciate um, it, it, you know, it, you know, it's the same thing, but the way that you feel it is is different. Recalibrating intentions, kind of, huh? Like yeah. Con- that being that you know, kind of dance or movement to constantly mm. recalibrate your intentions, right? So you can mm. change the quality of your life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you, you, you know, if you have cancer and you're terminal and they give you, put you in palliative care and you're going to die and you, and you say, okay, this is, I'm not going to live anymore. This is horrible. I hate this. You know, it doesn't really change the material position of your cancer. But if you if you uh, say okay, I I might have a week to live. Um, I'm going to appreciate it and do the most. It doesn't change the cancer, but it changes the quality of the life. Totally. And I'm you know it's a very different scenario from from mental illness. It's you know mental illness affects your ability to to reason and re- reflect on your 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 your. Um, your experience of the world in you know in a lot of cases but it's not i'm i would say it's not impossible and that's one of the things that i have appreciated in even though i haven't been you know i'm a slow learner as to how to really effectively deal with my mental illness i've always uh, appreciated what has happened and that's one thing that i would sort of really stress to people uh is patience uh, particularly for people getting their diagnosis um, recently, uh, to be patient with what is happening, because as you said, it takes a long time to to understand and to to get um, to 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 get in the groove How long of, ago? and to to be able to uh, uh, take action. Um, um, uh, oh, so many tangents. Or let's say this, because I, I guess, you know, there's been so much. I have a few bipolar friends, um, close friends that have come and gone since I've been diagnosed. Um, I start, I was, let's say, the first time when I was 19, but then I accepted my diagnosis when I was 27. Yeah. Um, so that was five years ago. And it's yeah. been a hoot and a holler. But for someone like... the and. I guess, like, what would be an advice for someone who has just re- just accepted their diagnosis, which I think is different than when you're first diagnosed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I would sort of say is um, you might not understand what your limits are now, but get some advice about... Um, uh, finding out about like your stress loads and like that's a really important one. Um, working out what what triggers you in terms of stress. Um, the other thing I would say is um, finding employment that is suitable for you, that is um, 
going to support you in, in what you need to do because um, I think employment is probably very, I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself. Like, I think employment is a very big and important thing for... Um, 100%. For, and you know, some people yeah. can't work for themselves and it's not the healthiest way. Other yeah. people can work for themselves, but it's like, I, I love this understanding your load and knowing your load, you know, and, and yeah. kind of not playing it safe, but also being mm. realistic. And, you know, I feel like I've known like within those friends that I have, a lot of them are self-employed and it's never been great because there's no mm. structure. So they've really yeah. struggled. And so those people, you know, so I love this invitation because it's so personal to understand yeah. what would give you more security. And it's not only financial, you know, it's, there's purpose, yeah. there's belonging, there's yeah, yeah. all this yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. but, but it's like, um, how you, it's, it's how you, um, give yourself to, to the world. But, um, the other thing I would say is like, if you, if you accept your, your, um, diagnosis and you have uh, a doctor and, you know, uh, psychologist or whatever, um, making sure that they also treat the person and not just, um, symptoms like that they treat, they say they, they, you know, are interested in your relationships, they're interested in, and your work and, and, you know, all of the things that make up your life, um, that are going to support your recovery, um, uh, or that may potentially, um, be, a part of um, making you un unwell. So, um, you know, I, I really, I really think that, you know, it's a very complex, um, it's not, you know, it's not just talking about medication and, 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 you know, sleep and it's talking about, you know, why those things are needed and, um, you know, uh, yeah, I think like literacy. for anyone, you know, anyone with a mental health issue, uh, one is the genetic sort of, um, factor that in, you know, it may already like mental health issues may already have impacted your family and its ability to function. And, um, you know, I mean, with me, like both of my brothers have got bipolar, wow. and, and we've got um, we've got um, family that have other mental health issues, and we're coming close to an hour, and there was a question I wanted to ask you, which I think yeah. is important because um, we've spoken a lot about not the problems, but the burdening part of being bipolar. And I just yeah. wanted to ask you what if there was something or anything that you loved about your neurology? Uh, oh, there's a lot of things. Like, um, um, I'm very unique. Um, I've, you know, it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse because sometimes it's quite lonely. Mm. But I see the world very differently from most other people. And, um, uh, you know, it's a very um, beautiful, amazing, incredible world. Even when I'm quite depressed, I s still feel um, this incredible connection to the world and to to people and to 
the you know the universe as a whole like i'm not a religious person i don't believe in uh, a sort of a theistic god um but i can see that singularity of all that has ever been all that will be and all that is now in one um in one sort of moment in one space time and you know i can see that very clearly and uh and i see everything as one and but also like with the with the wing chun with the kung fu um i mean i was doing it like for about three or four months and one day i've left the 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 um the school and i walked down to the bus and i just had this massive like realization this sort of awakening like everything dissolved and all i could hear was the gentle rain it was gray it was beautiful i could hear the birds making noises and i had no thoughts in my mind i hadn't in fact i think i wasn't aware of a thinking mind all i was was a being just purely in the moment um there was no separation from me and the world there was only the world and i was absolutely dissolved into it and it was just one of the most incredible experiences i've ever had and i'm i'm i like to think that the bipolar had something to do with that <laughs> but but um it was you know and that's uh to me that and it didn't last very long but um it, it was, you know they talk about this sort of um non-duality and that was to me what it was and um i i don't think i you know i would ha- have it ha- as easy if i wasn't bipolar um uh and and through my kung fu training i've had that experience a few times more like maybe a handful of times more and um uh you know it's easier to get into that state um now than it was before but um that's what i want to teach that's what i want people to learn is that that being in the world without abstraction without differentiation without a feeling of being distinct to be indistinct and to be purely in the moment and that's if i can teach that to other people uh, and they can teach that to other people that would be a really really amazing thing for me to do and that's that's what i want to do so that's a gift in answer to your question it's a thread it's the threads i don't know you know there's this show i've been watching it's called his dark materials and it's all about dark matter and quantum physics and parallel worlds you know but there is this kind of concept of and kind of a a lure into what dust is and like dark matter you know which is spirit which is the dissolving and becoming and i i love what you said about that day when you're walking in the rain it's precious yeah it's and it, i mean like the experience of bipolar it's something that cannot be explained um the experience cannot be given to another person through explanation mm-hmm. but 
sharing it, it might change the intention of another person so that they may seek that out themselves. Or like, you know, it's kind of like when you were sharing that you wanted to teach that. It's like sometimes, because, you know, words, things don't exist till you name them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if you name these things that there's not, a, you know, that if and if you name these things or states or, you know, um, levels in consciousness, you can teach it to others. And they will experience it in their own way. But without yeah. someone that sees it, they won't see yeah. it yet. Yeah. It's like a scholar, but reversed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for um, getting up early and chatting with me today. Maybe we That's can right. do this another day. And uh, try it in another way. I hope the recording comes out okay, but it doesn't matter because yeah. I'm going to publish it regardless. Um, yeah. And yeah, thank you for your insightfulness and for your like openness. Um, and That's I've right. learned a lot. You've I've had a few aha moments with you sharing. And I just want to mention that you have a really good skill at communicating. You know, you're like mental health narratives. And I thank you so much for teaching me about it. That's right. I, I think about it a lot. It's a, it's a daily, <laughs> it's a daily uh, lived experience. <laughs> totally. And so, I don't know, I think the tool for the week that we'll share together and we'll see if you are um, on board for it is, um, you know, know your load, which is a great tool, like know your load. And... Yeah. Uh, recalibrate your intentions yeah i think those two kind of like bubbled up after your sharing so we'll post those as well and you're awesome it's so good to see you haven't seen you in like five years yeah it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. five years ago that i met you so i'm glad your you're doing well <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a trimmer beard the other day i saw you were like yeah. long beard yeah. yeah so lots of love to your wife and your boy yeah thank you sandra yeah thank and, you uh, you take care of your of your baby <laughs> <laughs> good luck <laughs> <laughs> ciao see ya bye thank you all for tuning in and tuning out with me this sunday we will be joining you again next sunday with i still don't know yet so, till then, bye!